Hi, welcome to Brady's Corner. I'm Brady. This is my corner. And every 15 minutes, I'm going to bring you a new business leader. We're going to talk about random things. We're going to talk about challenges and successes. And I hope you enjoy it. Today, I'm very, very excited to introduce you to Nathan Sweat. I have known Nathan for a number of years. He's a professional engineer um, based out of the Salt Lake City area in Utah. And uh, welcome, Nathan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Nathan, I, um, I'm so glad to have you today. I would love for you to share a little bit about your story. You can just start from wherever. You can start from college or um, you know, your prof- beginnings of your professional life. We'd love to hear about you. You're obviously um, you're the CEO of Royal Engineering uh, based there in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, would love to hear about the story of how you arrived there. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I always like to talk business. So uh, this is this is the fun part of what I get to do. Uh, yeah, so I graduated in mechanical engineering uh, from BYU here in Provo, where we're located. And, you know, went to work for a company for a couple of years and then um, ended up moving to a, a manufacturing facility. So I worked as a plant engineer for about five years. During that time, I went back to school, got my MBA. Uh, from BYU. And, and so when I finished that, I was promoted to be the engineering manager at the, at the manufacturing facility. And so I was over the engineering department for about 10 years. Um, and just during that time, I, I've always wanted to have a business and wanted to own my own business. And even when I was getting my MBA, you know, I took some classes on entrepreneurship. And so just something that, that I just love. And like I said, I really enjoy talking about business and I'll do it for free. You know, I'll give any thoughts to people, you know, as they have things come up, I just love it. So anyway, I just had that drive and, you know, kind of call it midlife crisis. I don't know. You know, I just uh, uh, started looking for some opportunities and, you know, this is a field that I wasn't in. I was in, again, the, the manufacturing, we designed equipment, robotics, you know, things for, for making pipe. Uh, and so this was a totally different business, but this came up. It was a, a 25 year old business that, that was for sale. The owners were looking to do something different. And so uh, me and my brother and our wives, we, we partnered on this and we purchased Royal Engineering uh, five and a half years ago. And, uh, and that was the start of, of our business ownership. And um, happily ever after, right? The rest is history. Or you know, was it? Uh, have there been some some lessons learned and growing pains? You know, that's that's where the the challenges started. I guess you know, five and a half years ago. Um, you know, I, I felt fairly prepared in buying a business. You know, I had I had worked for seventeen years. You know, as an engineer and ten years as a manager. I had, you know got my business degree. And so I, I had, I guess, what I feel like I could do without actually going out and, and being in the business. And there's definitely things that you learn. I, I think the book learning was good, but there's the street learning, and that's where I'm at right now. So about a year and a half into it, we were losing money as a company. I had hired uh, too quickly. I had, you know, I wrongly assumed that the way you grew a company is you hired more people. You know, we're in the professional design services. So, you know, if you have more people, you can get more workouts. So the, uh, the, the part though that I didn't consider is that the sales didn't keep up. 
And so we didn't focus on that sales process. And so we were a year and a half into it. We'd hired a lot of people. They weren't as knowledgeable. So they were going over budget. We didn't have the work. And so they were spending time on what they did have. And so it was just a recipe that, uh, that, that led to us laying off about 10 people you know, out of, we had 37 people at the time we laid off 10. So pretty, pretty good uh, chunk of the company that we had to lay off. And, and I was at a point just wondering, okay, what do we do to correct this? And we, we kind of bumped along for about another year. Um, I was given a book by a friend, um, it's Traction by Gina Wickman. And so I read that and just started implementing the, the things that were in that book. And for me, it was, it was like the playbook I, I wish I had when I had started business. And, and it was very, very much uh, operation centric. And, and really, we just started doing that. And then probably about three months after that, we, we hired a business coach. And, you know, that was a challenge, too, because I was thinking, OK, I've, I've gone to school. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be able to know how to run a business. And, you know, here I am. I have to hire someone to help me. Um, but, you know, after getting over that hurdle of realizing, okay, I mean, you're not, I mean, I knew I didn't know everything about business. And so it wasn't that, but, you know, it's just that thought of, okay, I, I guess I do need some, some guidance there. Uh, we hired a coach and, uh, you know, we've had that, that coach for the last three years and just gradually, you know, we started implementing some things. He helped us see some things that we weren't seeing and we were able to get things back on track till, you know, the, the next year we were profitable. And then the year after that was our best year ever. And this year we're, uh, we're, we're on track to hit all of our goals too. So uh, very, very much a, a turning point, I would say in our business. What, um, yeah, I haven't read that book, but I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm going to check that out. Um, so when I met you, I met you around October of 2018 at a PSMJ conference um, in San Diego. And uh, that must have been about the time where you were doing that analysis and looking to hire a coach. Maybe you've already hired a coach um, by then. Is that, is that about the same time? Yeah. And in fact, it probably was that month that we hired him. It was June, probably June of 2018, that we, we started implementing the attraction concepts. And then October, uh, we would have just hired the coach to help us. So yeah, right about that time. That's fantastic. So what, um, and, and you don't have to tell me, you know, the, you know, the details of coaching sessions or anything, but what were some of the, uh, between the book that you read and, and coaching that the biggest principles that led to some turning points, what did you really discover? What was your aha moment? Uh, if I can borrow from, from Oprah, uh, there. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Um, some of the, the main concepts that Traction talks about is getting a meeting rhythm. So I, I think that helped us. So we, get, we got a rhythm that we met, you know, so quarterly, for example, we would we'd meet with our executive team. So, so a couple of things, we, we really focus on who should be on the executive team. We had like 15 people, 15 managers that were part of this manager group or whatnot. We, we scaled that down to just four people. In the end, we're at four people on our executive team. So we really had too many, I feel like too many people uh, and we were trying to include everybody and, and, and it was taking away their time. So anyway, we scaled that down. 
We got a meeting rhythm. So every quarter we're meeting for a day long strategy session. And then every, every year, so in January, we actually have our annual strategy meeting and, and it's gonna be a two day uh, event where we just the executive team and our coach, we just talk through where we're at you know, what we need to do and what we need to focus on. And then from that, so really I should start with the annual, you start with the annual and then you know, okay, I'm going to set the next quarter from that. We want, we know what we want to do for the year. And then we, we set, what do we want to do for the next quarter and focus on it and just choose our, um, he calls them rocks uh, based on, you know, Stephen Covey uh, work as well. So, you know, what rocks do you want to focus on and keep it, you know, pick one or two of the main things that you want to focus on this quarter. And then in between, we met monthly to then just check in on those things. And so we, we established this rhythm uh, to where we were looking at things every month. You know, we had a status update and every quarter we were looking at, okay, what do we need, need to do for the next quarter? And we were, we're strategic trying to cut out, you know, the things that might be nice but we don't need to focus on it. And that's been hard. You know, sometimes you sneak in, you know, a little extra pet project um, and then it always bites us because you can't get it done. And so, you know, everything else suffers. So we've learned to just, you know, focus really, if you can really hone down on just the one or two things that are really going to drive the business forward in that, in that quarter, you know, that's where the work happens. What about your day-to-day -day productivity? How do you, you know, what, what does your day consist of? What kind of habits do you have? And, and how do you attribute that to some of the success that you've had? Um, yeah, so with that, um, you know, right now I'm still heavily involved in business development. And that was something in, in 2019, I would say. Um, the person that was over that had left. And so, you know, by default, um, I was thrown into that. And that was probably... The best thing that could have happened for my for me in the day-to-day because -day. then i was heavily involved with our clients i got to know them better you know up to this point i knew some but but didn't really know them um i mean i guess i say that because that's still part of my day-to-day -day now you know i'm working to, to kind of back out of the that role so that i can focus on more just the ceo type things but day-to-day um, -day, maybe by week because um one one thing that we've been doing is one-on-ones with, with all of our direct reports, including outsourced, um, outsourced folks. So we have HR that's outsourced. We have our CFO that's outsourced. We have our IT. And so really just, even though they're outsourced, they're part of you know, team and direct reports. And so just having that one-on-one -on -one so that I can help them with the things that they are doing. Um, I'll also say too, we've, uh, established our big threes as a group that we work with calls it. Uh, it's basically our three goals, personal goals that will have the biggest impact on the company. Uh, we'd like to, to get that out to the whole company. Right now, we've just done it with our me and my direct reports. And so we're talking in our one-on-ones, you know, where are they at on that? So, you know, when I'm looking at the day-to-day, -day, I think that's that's one of the things that I would say is critical, you know, as the leader is to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with, with the people that then, then will go out and have their one-on-one -on -one conversations with their people. And then you, it just helps keep the company aligned with where you're going. Everyone, 
is working, their goals should match and align with what the company goals are so that we're not going different directions. I think that's that's fantastic. Is that can natural with your leadership style to have one-on-ones like that? Or what's more of your leadership style? Well, so I'm an engineer. Uh, we're not known for our social <laughs> skills. So uh, to say that it's natural, um, no. What is, what is the joke? Uh, introverts unite. What is it? Uh, introverts unite, but separately in your own separate way, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a lot of our engineers, you know, the the pandemic has been the best thing ever because they can isolate from the, the whole world. So uh, me included sometimes. So uh, so I guess with that, yeah, it's not it's not necessarily natural, although you know, we've become, you know, good friends. And, and so to have a conversation, it's not just, hey, where are you at on your goals? It's really, what did you do this weekend? You know, tell me about the projects. You know, I know you're building this, you're working on this shed. Um, and it's really connecting personally. And actually, I don't know if I do it right or wrong, but probably two thirds of the time is spent on that personal touch. And then we spend, you know, a third of that, that half hour on, Okay, update me on where you're at with your, you know, with things that are going on in your department. Um, that seems to work. It seems to to be helping, you know, just to keep that connection and, and realize that people are human. You know, they have goals and dreams that they're trying to accomplish, and they're and and this really is a vehicle for them to help accomplish that. That's that's so great to hear. Let me let me ask you this also. So, and you you already touched on this. So, as CEOs, you know, we've we wear a lot of hats, but our primary hat, um, the analogy they teach us in business school, right, is we, we're driving this car on the freeway, right? We have to keep it pointed between the lines. We have to know everybody else in the freeway, our competitors, our partners, our clients. We have to keep it between the lines and keep this thing pointed north or wherever we're going. Um, how do you do that? And how do you make time to set aside to, to make sure that you you have the car pointed between the lines, so to speak, um, you know, your own strategy sessions, um, kind of industries that you're looking at, client types and, and all of the above. What do you, do you do anything special for that? You know, we've, um, we have been doing quite a bit of work there. I'm going to give a shout out to a group that we're working with that, that kind of is our coaching group, I guess that's elite entrepreneurs. And so this is really from them. They, they talk heavily about vision, which is purpose, values, and mission, uh, some of which traction also talk, Gino Wickman talks about too. He doesn't talk about the mission part of that vision, but um, it's all kind of there. So you, you establish your, your purpose. For us, it's making ideas a reality. You have your core values that you, that you live by, and then you, a mission, you know, where you're headed in the next three to five years in I won't go into the details of that, but that really is how we how we determine, you know, to stay between the lines, as you mentioned. We've, as a CEO, I guess I'm responsible for it. I, I'm not the only one in on this conversation. This is the executive team. And, and hopefully CEOs don't feel like they have to be the one that has to come up with all the ideas. They should be talking to their executive team, whoever that is. And maybe it is just them, you know, if they're just starting out. But, you know, establishing that vision and then, Kind of what I talked about those big threes as you then get clear on what you need to do as a CEO 
then you talk to those who report to you and, and the things that they are working on should funnel into the things that are important to what you're working on. And then the things that they talk to their people about and getting clear on, this is, this is how I define success. This is how you know you're successful by these three metrics. And, and then, then it's very clear and it's very empowering to the employees because they, they can know if they're winning or not winning. And, and if you've done all that, just by the nature of setting that up and you're talking, the, the organization will stay aligned. And you know, you have to you have to meet, and that's why we meet quarterly to review, you know, where we're headed is is because if you don't, you go a, a time, which we did during, you know, during COVID, we kind of went a little bit longer on one of them. And, and you start forgetting, you know, where you're headed. What are the key things that are, are important for this quarter? So if you do those things and have that process, even if you go off a little bit, you'll get back. You know, you'll you'll be able to come back in alignment if you're doing those things. In no, I appreciate that. That's fantastic. Um, I do want to dig into, if it's okay, a um, little bit of uh, personal uh, personal and business challenge. You you shared a business challenge. You know, um, you. You bought into the business and everything seemed to be going well. About a year and a half into it, you you found out that um, there's there's some lessons learned that we're going to have to figure out, and you did. You got ahead of it. Um, have you experienced any personal challenges um, along this time? How and if so, how did you kind of balance that with with um, everything going on here at the at the firm? Yeah, uh, pretty big one that hit last year, I was diagnosed with cancer a year ago, uh, non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Wow. Um, and at the time, you know, I, I had no idea, you know, your cancer and your, your mind goes a million places, uh, really upended my life and our family's life and just not sure, you know, where things were going to go. And so early on, you know, I, I sat down with our coach and, and then with our team and just said, Hey, I, this is before I even really knew what was going on. I said, you know, I've been diagnosed with cancer. Don't know yet what that means. Um, it's, it's very treatable, but don't know what that means. And so um, in doing that, it, it made me realize a lot of the things that I hadn't handed off yet. So if something was going to happen to me, uh, there were things that that people would have to guess because we didn't have things set up. And so like little things like check signing, I was the only one that was set up to sign checks. And so we were able to, you know, over the course, we, we got my wife and my brother and, and my sister-in-law all on the account so they could sign checks. So just simple things like that. So you have to think through, okay, if I'm not around, can mm -hmm. the business keep going? Cause I want it to keep going. Um, you know, so as we got into, so I went through chemo, did that for four months. Uh, during that time, our director of business development, at, at the time he wasn't the director, he was working with me in business development. He started taking on more and he was willing to do that. And, and again, that made me realize, okay, I've got to get people up to speed so that they can take on these things if I'm not around. And so, you know, through that, that kind of forced me to look at things a little bit differently and say, okay, I need to to not just have it rely on me. I need other people that can do the work. Um, you know, we got through that for the most part, I was able to work pretty much full time. I would take a couple of days off for treatment. Um, I wouldn't feel good for about a week, but 
couple of weeks, you know, of the three week cycle, I felt great and I was able to work during that time. But um, when I couldn't, you know, people were, were willing to help. One of our, our accounts payable person would, would bring checks to my house to sign because I wasn't out at the office as working from home. So just, just a lot of good experiences, a lot of um, things that I realized, you know, people care. It's more than just a job. It's more than just, you know, business that we're actually working with human beings that, that care about each other. And, and it's maybe a different relationship than say a personal friend or, or family member, but, you know, it's still, it's important to have those relationships. Um, I guess I should tell the rest of the story right now. Things are in a good place. My health is stable and doctor, doctor says that, uh, yeah, things are under control. I still go into to immunotherapy or a maintenance type treatment every couple months. And I'll do that for a couple of years, but for the most part, I, I think I'm, I'm back to normal. I feel good. And, and so it's been a blessing, but it was definitely a, a challenge that taught me a lot of things along the way. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, there's not a lot much uh, realer than that. And, and, you know, hearing, hearing words like that from, from your doctor. Um, I do remember um, I, I saw a video of you ringing the bell after your last treatment. And uh, I was so excited to see that. Um, and, and yeah, again, I, I know that I speak for everybody listening to this. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so it, that really then kind of helped propel you a little bit more to delegating and, if, if I'm understanding correctly and putting kind of your tribal knowledge into the system, so to speak, to, so that others can, can grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing. And, and I'm a, a big believer that in that anyways, I just realized that I hadn't done a lot of that, that, that really, when you're a small company, you know, five, six people, you can do that. You can keep that knowledge in it and it works, but as you grow, if you want to scale it, you've got to, to have that out in a process visible so that people can see it, they can help. You gotta be, you know, helping the next generation, you know, or whoever it is come up and be the leader. And, you know, that's, that was very clear, you know, through this process. So what, what lessons learned, you know, in, in, in your challenges, business, personal, otherwise, um, what advice would you give to, hopeful entrepreneurs or, you know, beginning entrepreneurs that, that are experiencing challenges, what type of things would, would you recommend that they do um, to, to help, to help to get through it, not just get through it, but get through it and, and be even better than before? You know, I, I would suggest having either a coach or a mentor, someone that has, has seen business before that can give you a perspective and you know, for us, we hired that person at the time. I didn't know how we were going to afford to hire the person because we were losing money. So how are we going to pay someone to help coaches? But yet, have we not? You know, who knows what would have happened? So I would say that would that would be my first thing is just have a mentor or a coach, and then just realize that it's okay not to know uh, all the answers. You know, I was talking to someone else that had just started a business, and they're like, I feel embarrassed because you know. The person was in a similar situation as, as us of losing money. And he's like, I'm embarrassed that, that we're in this situation. And I'm like, I've been there too. It's okay. Like business is a difficult thing to try to balance everything and, and try to get all the systems working in that. And you need some help. You need, you know, 
some people on your team. And so if, if it's just you starting out, you know, find a mentor, find partners, you know, find companies that know what to do. You know, we've, we've partnered and, and learned from industry, industry companies that have done it. And so even though we were new at it, you know, we were, you know, things like the PSMJ conference, you know, our conversations together, mm -hmm. uh, all those things, you know, just learn and, and find the knowledge that you, that you need, because you're going to come up with situations that you don't know. And then just, just use those partnerships that you have to learn and, and get through it. You know, when we were tight on cash, I, I reached out to our landlord because he was a businessman. I said, Hey, I need some help. What are some ideas? You know, we need to figure out how to get some cash. And he gave me a, a couple ideas that we were able to pursue and we were able to get the cash that we needed. And, and it kept us afloat until we could get, you know, positive cash flow coming in. So all those things that I just feel like have been from just you know, partnering with different people, talking to different people, always trying to learn what I don't know. Um, you know, so I, I think I mean, that's kind of all over the place, but that that's where I would start, I guess, if I was talking to a new entrepreneur. You know, lastly, um, no, that's great. So what really what I'm taking from that is, and, you know, me knowing what I know of you, you're super open-minded, um, you're humble, able to reach out, you ask a lot of questions, you ask the right questions, um, you know, very deliberative, and the, I 100% I agree with all of that. Um, now, you've got, um, you've got... Uh, a, a large family. Um, how do you balance that with doing what you do? Because being an entrepreneur requires a lot of your time. And so do children. I've got three, I know. Um, how do you balance all that? And or do you balance it? Um, yeah, we've talked about this balance. Um, this balance, I just, and maybe it isn't, a, it isn't a balance, because sometimes it's uh, weighted one way, at one time and weighted the other, you know, this last year was heavily weighted towards, you know, personal health. Uh, and other times it's been against, you know, I've been with maybe the business. Um, yeah, we do have a, we, we have a large family. We have nine kids and half of them are out of the house. Half of them are still in, in the house. So it's definitely a challenge. I would say though, you know, just to, to make time, you know, be there where your, your family need it. If you have kids, you know, be where you're, your kids are, make sure you attend those, those important things that they're doing their, uh, you know, kindergarten graduation or whatever it is, you know, be there for those important things because, you know, you're not going to have that uh, later. And, yeah. you know, I, I think business is very important. I think what we do is awesome, but it doesn't, it doesn't trump what happens personally, you know, for, uh, for me and, and for our employees, to be honest. And so we always, we always, yeah, we have to take care of the client, but you know, if someone has a family emergency, we're just flexible. So, um, and I, I expect the same thing, you know, for me that I'm flexible with the things that I need that maybe I need to leave a little bit early to go take care of something uh, with my family or personal. And, you know, we just, we're, we're professionals and we work with each other and, and we, we help each other out because we all have those situations where we need to take time to take care of the rest of the life. You know, this is just a, a small part of what we do. That's fantastic. I love that. Thank you so much today, Nathan, uh, for sharing with us.
Um, you know, I wanted to ask, is there anything else that, that you'd like to talk about or, or any questions you might have of me or, um, you know, maybe just one thing that I learned along the way was just getting to where I could, where I needed to trust my team. Not that they didn't deserve the trust. I just didn't in the beginning, I was hiring for all the positions. And, you know, one of the things my coach pointed out is that's not your decision to make, you know, that position is, is in this other person's department. You need to let them, you know, we can talk, we can talk through ideas and I can give them my, you know, my thoughts, but in the end, you've got to let them know that they have the power to hire and fire the, the people that they need. Otherwise you give them these, these metrics. And then if they have no power to change it by who they can hire, or what resources they need, then you've just crippled them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for your time today. I know that everybody's going to love this, um, this podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you everyone so much for joining in today to Brady's Corner. That's all that we have. Uh, please like and subscribe and stay tuned for more from Brady's Corner.